Hey everyone, before we begin today's podcast, I want to tell you about our amazing sponsor, Hooligan Fuel Hot Sauce. Honestly, one of the best sauces I've ever had. They have a wide variety of flavors and they are available for absolutely every occasion. Hell, I love them so much, we teamed up and created Tim Albertson Private Reserve Tangy Whiskey Honey Heat. There are so many options available and even more coming every day. So go check them out at www.hooligan, that's H-O-O-L-I-G-A-N, fuel.com. Hey, what's going on? This is David Boy James. Hey, this is Scott Owen. Hi, this is Deborah Lynn. We're We're Rosewood Rosewood Avenue. Avenue. Hey, everybody, this is Kadu. This is Haley Verrill. This is Mary Ray Knapp godmother of Canadian country music. Hey, this is Nicole Ray, and you're listening to the Canadian Country Music Podcast with Tim Albertson. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Canadian Country Music Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. I am your host, Tim Albertson, a Canadian country music artist and lover who has been infatuated with every aspect of the Canadian country music world. The ins, the outs, the moments behind the stage, the songs, the business, and of course, share these stories with our fans. On today's podcast, we have my incredible guest, Nicole Ray. Four-time CMAO Ontario nominee, Nicole Ray has been writing her own songs since she was a teenager, and her talent launched her into the Canadian country music scene in 2012 with the release of her debut EP, Only Everything. But it was her second album, Dig, that really solidified her as a force to be reckoned with within the Canadian country music scene. Soon after, she found herself playing festivals like the Calgary Stampede, Dauphin's Country Fest, Manitoulin Country Fest, and opening for country music powerhouses like Aaron Prichette and Brett Kissel. She's even had the experience of performing at the World Music Festival in Shanghai, China, which blows my mind, by the way. For four years in a row, providing to be a hit among Shanghai's enthusiastic crowds. Her latest single, House of Cards, came out Friday, January 21st, and it's already surpassed 3,000 plays, hoping that it will then climb up to as many as her next latest single, Feels Like Yesterday, having nearly half a million, half a million plays on Spotify. (laughs) CCM podcast listeners, give it up today for my good friend, Nicole Ray. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me and for that wonderful intro. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, (laughs) I could go on and on and on. Like, the list is long for you, girl. Since 2012, that's absolutely incredible. Do you realize this is the decade year? I know. I just <laughs> a little post a while ago on my socials about, you know, the 10 year challenge that people have been doing. And so I kind of did like my own version, which was, yeah, the 10 year music challenge. And I posted everything from, you know, my first photo shoot up until what we're doing now. And it's just, it's really unbelievable. Like right. thinking back over everything that's happened. And, and here we are 10 years later. <laughs> we, we were joking about this off air a little while ago, but it was like, it's like, we've lived like three different kind of music lives all in one. Like it literally feels like three different lives have happened for me. Absolutely. I totally agree. Some things, yeah, just feel like an entire lifetime ago. It seems like another me, another whole section of my career that it's like, oh, you're right. Those things did happen. Right. Like, it wasn't a dream that actually. 
All right, Nicole. So before we begin today, I just want to dive back into your younger years. Where was home for you and what was it like growing up for you? So I grew up in Oakville, Ontario, and <laughs> I didn't find that like musically there was too much going on in Oakville as far as the country music scene. But we definitely have some places in Oakville that, you know, helped me grow up as a musician. Of course, there's the Moonshine Cafe, which is a place mm-hmm. that tons of us play now. And so that kind of had a hand in me growing up as a musician. I started doing like the open mic nights there when I was super young. And that kind of led me, you know, more down the path of wanting to pursue music. It's like Canada's Bluebird Cafe, right? Right. Isn't it? Yeah. It's such a special place. I, I always feel like being in there is like being in like your cool aunt's like living room or something. And everyone's just, you know, hanging out by the bar, listening to music. (laughs) Yeah, that would be amazing. At what point? Okay. So like you went to the Bluebird, at what point did music start slowly transpiring into your day-to-day life? So growing up, I was like always kind of like that nerdy kid who was like in all the musicals and like in the choir Um, and I was in French immersion. So I was like totally like outsider kid. And um, I went to university actually after high school, I I went to Ryerson, I was studying English and I kind of just at some point stopped writing essays and just started writing more music and so I just decided that you know if I was going to go for it I was going to do it now and so I only did a year of university and then I dropped out to really pursue music full-time as a career. Oh wow that's incredible what were you taking for university? English I think the, the actual name of the program was called arts and contemporary studies but it was basically just like a fancy way of saying we wrote essays (laughs) (laughs) it looks really good on a piece of paper though right yeah fancy I mean I didn't never finish the degree but I will say sometimes I feel like it helps me a lot because you know being an artist we do a lot of written interviews Mm -hmm. as well and so at least I know how to put a good sentence together (laughs) I may need you for that (laughs) I can help (laughs) perfect I know somebody. (laughs) Well, you've been nominated for four CMAO awards, which being nominated in itself, I think, is an award in all of its own. So congratulations for that. You were also the wild card for Boots and Hearts this year, which if you get on that list, you were doing everything right. When did your music kind of start to take off? And at what point did you realize that Nicole Ray, the everyday kind of have a fun singer, became Nicole Ray, the career artist? I think it was more towards my second album, Dig, because with my first album, I mean, I really had no clue what I was doing in terms of like artist career. I just knew I wanted to be a singer. I love singing. It was like, yeah, let's just get in the studio and make music. And at that point, you know, I was so naive as to the whole business part of the industry that I was like, yeah, I'll just put out music and people will listen. Cause of course that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, really with my second album, I started, you know, digging into that side of my career a lot more. I was working with, um, a manager at the time, Janice startup. Um, she is no longer with us. I miss her every single day, but she was amazing and just such a go-getter that 
she really instilled that in me during that time of my career of, you know, how do we really sit down and strategize and come up with plans? And so I think at that point, my mind shift really changed to this is, you know, a career, not just we're going to have fun and sing some songs. <laughs> that's wicked. Oh, that's amazing. Are there any uh, musicians who like inspire you personally? Oh my gosh, so many. I mean, I'm the type of person growing up, I listened to really everything. Like I never had a favorite genre of music. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, I never grew up being like country music is my favorite thing of all time. I just, I listened to everything. I listened to a lot of storytellers. Um, Linkin Park was my favorite band growing up. Um, I love Kelly Clarkson because God, that girl can sing. And, you know, her, her music always tells a story too. And, and then as I got older, I started, you know, gravitating towards people who weren't only smart and talented as musicians, but who had that business mindset too. I mean, I look to Taylor Swift all the time. I know she gets her hate sometimes for her career, but just, you know, musically, she's done such great things and able to transition like her genre and she's just so smart, you know, right. as a human and what she's doing as a female in business and in the music industry. So lately, that's, you know, where I've been looking. <laughs> that is perfect inspiration. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So before we begin take, talking about your latest single, House of Cards, I really want to chat about your single, Feels Like Yesterday. So I've stated earlier, it's close to half a million Spotify plays, which, again, Oh, so close. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I can't believe it. But there's a reference in this song, which we all grew up with. If you're all in our age category, third eye blind, semi-charm kind of life is in this song. And I remember hearing something on In the Country with Dave Woods that you actually had to go through a little bit of a legality in order to use this song, correct? Yeah. So um, of course, I wrote the song with David Madras and Matt Teed, some amazing other artists to check out. And mm-hmm. yeah, when we wrote the song, we didn't really think about that third eye blind riff being part of the song. And when I took it to my producer, Brian House out in Vancouver, um, you know, we had all the musicians in the studio and we were starting to put the song down and he was just singing that in the studio. He's like, you know, what kind of goes to this song? And he was singing those do do do's. And I was like, that's amazing. Like that being such an iconic nineties song and Mm -hmm. this song being about growing up in the nineties, it's like, we got to get this in here. (laughs) And so he right away was like, well, I'm of the philosophy of, you know, ask for forgiveness rather than permission. As most of us are. (laughs) Right. And so (laughs) we just recorded it and put that in. And then of course we had to figure out the logistics of, how to get the permission afterwards. And so Brian knew somebody who was close with the band. And so he helped us a lot to kind of connect with them, but it took a long time. I mean, of course, there's a lot of like people you got to check with and and, boxes that have to be checked off in order to, you know, things that need to be signed in order for that to be okay. And so it took until about a week before the song came out. And of course, as you know, as an artist, like, everything has to be done ahead of time so it's oh, like yeah. the song is already uploaded and ready to go yeah there's no way yeah. we could stop it 
Right. Like I, I'd have to have like taken it all down and deleted it and done another one, which would have just been horrible. So luckily, uh, Chad, the man who helped us connect with the band just got us through like, yeah, about seven days before. And so, yeah, now I always joke when I'm performing it. I'm like, luckily third eye blind will not sue me. And we can sing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works out perfectly. And the music video with it is absolutely flawless, which I'm hoping that we get to discuss a little bit later on here. Cause we have a mutual friend, I believe that helps us with these music videos. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. House of cards. First off, the album artwork is fire. Thank you. <laughs> the promotion that I have seen is absolutely insane. It is very well thought of, very well put together. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But I, I want to strip this song down from the very beginning. So from today being on Spotify and all over global news and hundreds of media outlets, like literally, have you Googled yourself in the last couple of days? Because you have like six pages of just Nicole. <laughs> You know, I haven't done that in a long time. I think since I started, I would do that like at the beginning of my career. Like, what comes up? What do you? <laughs> well, if you need an ego boost today, be, <laughs> all being, right. <laughs> being it being the day before your birthday. Yes, yes, always a good day for an ego boost. Once love to segue <laughs> into that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, if you if you want an ego boost, by all means, go check out how many people are talking about you because it is mind boggling. Uh, but yeah, so where did House of Cards first begin? Like, where did the idea of this song first come from? So I wrote this song um, in a Zoom write um, during COVID with the producer of the song, Brian House, and this amazing U.S. hit writer, um, Kat Gravitt. Um, she has written some like big hits for like Kelly Clarkson, Kelsey Ballerini. She's had some big number ones. And so I'd never met her before. Brian set this up for me. And immediately when we got on, I was like, oh, I love this girl. Like we <laughs> totally bonded. We were on like the same vibe and, and wavelength. And I went in wanting to write something that day that was like really badass, like really powerful, really in that like kind of rock country zone, especially because mm -hmm. I sing a lot of that kind of thing in my live shows, but not too many of my songs gravitate towards that. So I wanted to kind of, you know, cross that line into the rock side. And so, you know, we were sort of spitballing ideas and Kat immediately was, immediately was like, oh, I have this title that I've been thinking about for a while called House of Cards. And she's like, I kind of feel like you're a girl who would get this about, you know, uh, the basis of the song being about a relationship that's like super hot and passionate, but like kind of dangerous. And you know, it's sort of bad for you <laughs> because she was saying that she had recently got back together with somebody where that was kind of the vibe, like they're super in love, but it's like, they know they're kind of not <laughs> with each other. And so I immediately was like, Oh, I get you. I get you. I'm here a hundred percent. I so hear you boo. Right. 100%. And so, yeah, we just started, you know, kind of running with that. And, and I just love the way it turned out. Like, it's such a cool way to express that type of relationship. But like, my favorite part was just getting in all those little details about, you know, cards, yeah. like while talking about love at the same time, like I love anything that kind of has a double meaning, especially in a song. So oh I thought was really cool. It, it was so put together. Well, like, <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I guess when it comes to production, you and Brian are kind of like 
one and the same. Eh? You've, you've found that niche one. Yeah. So I've worked with, um, Doug Romano as well out of Toronto and mm-hmm. like he did my dig album and I absolutely love Doug. Like he definitely gets me and brings out this certain side of me. And I only more recently started working with Brian, but I absolutely love that relationship too. He brings out something totally different in me. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug does a lot of the pop side and Brian is typically a rock producer. So I think that's kind of bringing out that side of me, which has been really fun. And yeah, it's it's so cool when you find a producer that kind of gets your vibe and you feel so comfortable, you know, getting into the studio mm-hmm. and kind of experimenting with your vocals and your music and just kind of seeing where it can go. Having having a friend there with you <laughs> is really nice instead of having right? like a boss with you. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> I can't sing in front of my boss, but I'll sing in front of my friends all day long. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so do we have a music video for this song yet? We do. Okay. We do. It's another, uh, as we were talking about our friend, it's another AJ Astle special. I, I shout that man out as many times as possible on this podcast. He's amazing. Like, oh, just so fantastic. amazing. I mean, I've had wonderful experiences working with other people as well. I've worked with Tim Deegan a lot. He's amazing. Also. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Much music. Music video, right? I know. Oh. Everyone's always like, what? The guy from Much Music? <laughs> <laughs> And I absolutely have had a blast working with him. And then when, yeah, when it came to Feels Like Yesterday, I was like, I think I want to switch like the vibe of what my music videos have been looking like. And, you know, it's always nice to get a new perspective, new creative direction. Mm -hmm. So I started working with AJ and yeah, man, I feel like he doesn't even know how good he is. Like Uh, I see everything that he puts out, like all these new music videos for artists. And I'm like, damn, like this is genius. (laughs) Like, oh, I just... I'm just so happy that I get to say I knew this boy when. Right? Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, <laughs> but I yeah, we, we worked on, on House of Cards together because I knew he would bring something really cool to this video as well. And, and I'm so excited for it because it's so different from anything I've ever done before. It's like very hot, passionate, fiery. There's like drinking there's playing cards there's smoking cigars there's like hot makeout session like there's... Nicole is stepping out of her 20s yeah. <laughs> I just feel like so often in country music too like there sometimes is this weird line where it's like dudes can kind of do like a more you know hot steamy sexual kind of thing whereas like women for some reason that's like still more frowned upon i don't know we're supposed to be like proper country ladies <laughs> but i not mean my that, yeah right like that's not my vibe at all and no. so for this i'm like i really just want to go for it and like just you know have full creative direction on this to do exactly what i want <laughs> mm-hmm. so when you're talking about the creative mind it was did you have a creative aspect in this music video or was this like i I've never done a music video yet before, so. Oh my God, they're so fun. <laughs> I, I, I want to, other than the fact that I think I'm a terrible actor. Like, you get better as you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty bad in the beginning too. Like I'll look back at old ones. I'm like, this was terrible. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. But yeah, so um, when, when you go through with it, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or did AJ or, and the crew kind of listen to it? And they're like, listen, I have an idea. What, what do you think about this? 
it was definitely a team effort. So I knew very much that I wanted to put in those scenes that I was talking about the very like passionate to show that this like is like a super hot, but I wanted it to show that it was also like kind of a dangerous, like risky sort of relationship mm -hmm. and then sort of have something that represented like the literal house of cards burning apart. And so I didn't know what we would do to represent that part. And AJ just fully came through with like, well, let's just build a giant house of cards and then we'll burn it down. And I was sounds like, about okay, right. Great. Yeah. Sounds about <laughs> um, right. Oh. Which turned out so cool. Like I'm so excited for people to see it. Cause yeah, I'm just singing and outside in a field in front of this burning house of cards. Um, but it was a little tricky to put together. We were like, we had to like kind of glue the cards together, tape them together. It was a windy day. I so. was going to say, I'm like, oh, I could just imagine like. <laughs> yeah, it, it fell apart right before the first take. And I was like, okay, so I'm going back inside because it was like one degree out. We filmed it in November. I know. I was like, okay, hey, good luck, boys. You can put it back together. I'm going inside. <laughs> Like I'm not standing here in my shorts. Yeah, no, I was wearing shorts. Yeah. Love you guys, <laughs> but no thank you. Yeah. Hypothermia is a thing. Right. So yeah, they they put in a lot of effort to uh, <laughs> tape that all together and make it look good. So I'm I really excited wait to see that. <laughs> so what about your release strategy? When did you start to begin your thought process for the release of this song? Oh my gosh, so long ago. It feels like. I mean, I'm sure you know you feel that as an artist. Mm -hmm. It's like we record music and then you pick a date as to what you want to re like release it, but you got to start thinking so far, you know, in advance of that. Yeah. I mean, um, after feels like yesterday, I knew I was going to be releasing some Christmas music. So I knew that would kind of take me to the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to come out strong with this song in the new year. So yeah, I was sort of starting planning come like October, November. Um, we did like all the photos in October and I got all the graphics done. And then in November we shot the music video and then come December, that's when I think about, okay, like when's going to be the release date in January back up four weeks from that. Here's when yeah. we got to upload it to TuneCore and everything and get it. Ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it always feels like such a long time coming when you finally put it out. Cause you're going to be thinking about this for three months already. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then finally, it's almost like a relief when it comes out. Right. Yeah. It's such a nice, nice day to just be like, Hey, it's out now. I can just sit and do nothing today and enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> when you released this song, what questions came up first for you? Like what was your very first thing on your to-do list? Um, definitely creating the vibe for this song. Like I always kind of start with like, what's the theme of the song? What do I want that to look like visually representing the song and mm -hmm. how am I going to, you know, post little clips of it and sort of give a preview as to what people can expect from the song. So for me, it was like really about getting that photo shoot done first on like, this is going to be the brand image for this particular song. And then it was like, okay, hey, how do we go from, from there to, you know, put that in front of people and get them excited about it coming out. Wicked. And you, like I said, you did fantastic <laughs> on that. Thank you. Thank you. It made me do a double of... take because like, <laughs> no offense, Nicole, I've seen the, the concept where you've seen like, you know, you, you had the farmer's daughter aspect. So when I saw House of Cards, I was like, wait a minute, is that Nicole? 
right? Like, like damn. Okay. Can't, can't say that. Girlfriend listens to this podcast, Nicole. It's okay. I'm saying it. Just <laughs> yes. Love. We'll just edit that part out. <laughs> okay. So, uh, who did you use for your radio and your streaming? So, um, for radio, I've been working lately with Rob Chuby. Um, who's a wonderful tracker. Um, I've always heard such great things about him, but you know, he, he sometimes only takes on the best of the best. So in the past, he, you know, hasn't taken on my music before and feels like yesterday was the first time I started working with him. So it's cool that he's feeling the new music that I'm putting out and he's been just so great. Like he's such a honest radio tracker, which mm -hmm. I'm sure can't be said of all of them. Unfortunately, I mean, I get it because it's a business and people are just trying to make their money but it's also like refreshing when you get a tracker who's just like you know what that song sucks like we should go with this one because yeah. this is going to help you in your career <laughs> yeah exactly not just um, yeah we'll try it out sure give me the money and right you know what i mean like especially for me this is like my 16th single to radio so it's like i'm over like the bullshit like yeah. just tell me if it's good or not like what are Will we doing it make here? it do you think it'll make it can we try it no okay let's right? put that we'll put that one on the cd what about this one uh yeah absolutely um and awesome. i also work with a really great team of people um her name's tyler from endemic marketing and she's got kind of a crew of people that help her as well but she helps me with the streaming and the online marketing thing which is really great she is just a person that always has like new ideas and strategies on how to market specific songs and so i'm excited we're gonna do a little bit of a, a tiktok campaign with this song which i've never done before so excited to try something new and hopefully That's connect awesome. with some new fans on there <laughs> that'd be wicked have you been on tiktok for long a little bit um actually funnily enough i started on tiktok a couple years ago because my neighbor um was on tiktok and she came over and she was like um is this you singing and it was all these videos of people lip syncing to my voice but like the sound clip like named title whatever the title is on tiktok doesn't have my name in it like somebody stole a clip of my voice and from youtube put it on tiktok and then like nobody knows it's me it just says it's actually a cover i was covering um best shot by jimmy allen which is one of my favorite songs by him yeah. and so i did mm -hmm. like this nice professional recording of it and and video with it with tim deegan again um that i put on youtube in 2019 and then yeah somebody stole it but on tiktok it's just like female cover version of best shot um so it's crazy wow. because there's like there at the time there was like three thousand videos of people lip syncing to that. Now there's eight thousand people. There's about to be eight thousand and one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, my neighbor just found it and like recognized that it was me singing. And so I got on TikTok to just be like, yeah, when your voice is famous, but nobody knows it's you. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you pissed or are you like flattered at that moment? I, like a little bit of both. Like I wish it obviously had my name because. I've gone through some of these videos and it's like, there's in the comments, people would be like, oh, who is this? Like, I love this version. Mm -hmm. And of course it would help draw people back to my page and my music, you know, if it had my name, but I'm also so flattered at the same time. Like, it's so cool that that many people were like, yeah, this is a really awesome version of this song. We want to use this. 
that, that's awesome but not awesome at the same time. I know right I'm still trying to figure out if I can like contact the person who did it and be like could you just retitle this yeah like you could use it I don't care just right yeah just it add my name. Ray, please yeah before so I sue your ass now you've had the honor of performing with some of the most influential artists in the Canadian country music scene, Aaron Perchett and Brett Kissel. You've also been at the Calgary Stampede and Dauphin's Country Fest and Manitoulin's Country Fest, just to name a few. When you're at these shows, it's not just performing that you're doing, it's also networking as well. So what would you say is your best piece of advice from an artist that you've seen and who was it? Um, so uh, both Aaron and Brett actually said something similar to me about, you know, I mean, they're artists that have been in it for a while. And so like, they know the grind, they know it's like, you know, you get a lot of no's before your opportunity happens. And, and both of them kind of gave me similar advice as to, you know, how to hang in there and keep going on like those days when you feel like it's not happening for you. And I remember Brett after when I opened for him, um, came to the dressing room and he was like, you know, like if, if I can make it and you can sing way better than me, then like your time will come. So just like stay patient. And I mean, I think that's so nice to hear, especially from other artists who are really making it and doing their own thing, because I mean, all of us have those days. I feel like I do like every other day at this point where I'm just like, am I crazy for doing this thing? Like, do people care? Should I just give up now? And and you need that reassurance of like, you know, your day will come if you just stay authentic and, mm-hmm. and keep doing your thing. 100%. I, I really feel like COVID's kept us all to our own thoughts lately. And that, yes, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh but yeah, no, same thing. Like Aaron, I've had the opportunity to open for him when he was in Thunder Bay for his uh, latest tour with Kira Isabella. Actually, Kira's up on the wall right there. Oh, nice. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I same thing. He was like, you know, like he actually recalled me opening for his son in Faber Drive. Way back. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, like you've been at it for a long time, just like me, like keep going with it you're this big fish in this small pond of Thunder Bay. So eventually somebody's going to be like, holy hell, Thunder Bay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh man, thanks. Kind of pat him on the head because he's very small. I know guy. he's very cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> small guy, but big on stage. And that's what right? I Yeah, Absolutely. Big performance. That's well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what can friends expect from a Nicole Ray concert? Now I, I'm picturing in my head, like lights and action yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah I really like to give a performance I will say that like I'm for me it's all about the entertainment of being Mm -hmm. on the stage like I heard a long time ago I think it was from Tom Jackson who was like the live performance coach and it was you know if every song looks the same then it starts to sound the same and that always kind of stuck with me and so for me like the show is about feeling the emotion of every single song and making sure that every single song like visually looks different from the one before, you know, like whether it's, okay, we're here for a quiet moment sitting on the corner of the stage. Now this is like the big party song where we're jumping around like crazy, which I always joke that like, I'm a super spaz on the stage. That's what I always (laughs) explain my performance as. Cause when I'm into it, I just like feeling it. I'm like, I don't even care what I look like right now. There's like hair everywhere. And I'm just kind of jumping around 
around and having a good time. So there's definitely a lot of high energy and a lot of visual representation of each songs, like for me on stage. That's awesome. Oh man, I'm, I'm very much the same way because I could honestly sit there with a couple of twisted teas in my body. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm a whole new man. Right? <laughs> I feel like so many of us are like a little more reserved in real life. And then, yeah, you get on the stage and you're just like, this is my home. Like, yeah, I'm just exactly. <laughs> you want to know who I am? Watch me up there. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Nicole, what would you give to somebody who's trying to follow in your footsteps? What would the biggest piece of advice be? Oh my gosh. Um, stay true to yourself as an artist. It's so hard. I mean, I struggled a lot in the beginning because I think in the beginning, you kind of don't know who you are as an artist. You're sort of figuring that out too. Um, but then like in that phase of of figuring it out, I felt like I was so easily persuaded by other people because it was like, oh, they've been in it a while. Like they must know what they're doing. They must be right about things. And I felt like that was so wrong sometimes, like so wrong for my path as an artist. And I think the most important thing, you know, to remember is to stay true to your gut. Like if your gut is telling you this is the right song or this is the right thing for your career, then despite what anyone else believes, that's what you got to do. 100%. I honestly feel like I'm still there because I'm so new in this. I'm still meeting so many people like each and every single day. And there's people in here where like, oh man, you know, you got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to this person and this person and this lady. And I'm just like, okay, let's do it. And then I'll just sit there and I'll be so enthralled in, in, in basically the resume. Right. Yeah. It's that, so easy to get caught up in what other people are doing or what other people say you should be doing. And yeah. or the success really that like, one artist has had with this person. <laughs> yeah. Like one the success that one person has had with this artist. And then you're like, oh, well, well, they did it so well with them. They can do it with me and all this right? kind of stuff. But it's a whole different process. You're not that person. Right. I know there's no formula as no. an artist or in the music industry, really. And so that's the tough thing because that, yeah, you look at someone's success and you're like, oh, well, I could, you know, follow those steps. But then it's like, that might be completely wrong for you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. this has been amazing. I love this insight, Nicole. <laughs> Thanks. You're amazing. What's next for you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, a lot, I hope. <laughs> um, I was actually just in the studio today, um, sort of working towards the next project. I mean, I have a couple of singles that have come out in the last little while that that don't have a home on an album yet. So I'm trying to find a home for them on this next project that I'm, I'm getting ready to put out, hopefully this year, maybe next year. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of working towards that right now and figuring out, you know, where I want to go, especially with House of Cards being kind of a new side of my voice. It's like, do I want to kind of lean that way a little mm -hmm. bit more as an artist right now? So definitely trying to figure that out. I mean, hopefully this year there's going to be a hell of a lot more shows. So I'm hoping that I have more show announcements to give. Like, oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. Like <laughs> Because I, I love my house, but my God. I, but yeah, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have a festival that I've put on for the last couple of years. My yes. own festival um, <laughs> called Harmonia Fest, which is an all-female festival. Mm -hmm. And so 
we're already in the works for that right now, which is really cool because in the past couple of years, it was like sort of more of a scramble to get it together and figure out where we were going to do it and when we we're going to do it. And that's all decided already. I'm going to announce the date soon. So I'm very excited to be like already in organized mode for that. And uh, we already have a couple artists signed to the lineup. So I'm really, really excited for that and, and working towards that this year. And, and I will gladly be the better. man out front giving tickets perfect <laughs> yeah men are still allowed i always get that question they're like is it only girls who can come i'm like no it's just girls no, it's just who are, girls are playing. everybody can come yes as it should be right yes women run this damn world yes thank you they do. that it, like if you look on my podcast like the, the actual people that i talk to it's leaning more towards the women because you guys yeah. deserve it. I don't understand the concept of why females aren't in the same lineup with the males. It makes no it sense to me. me every day. Like yeah. I'm still like trying to figure out what the thinking is on that. And at this point I'm like, well, if you can't join them, just beat them. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it, I've, and I've talked to like radio people on here and I've talked to others and it's always a touchy subject that nobody ever wants to have a full sit down and chit chat about. And I don't understand the concept why. If it's an issue, we need to address this damn issue so that we can figure out how to fix the damn thing. Right? Yeah. Like if there's something that we're not doing or that we, you know, doing wrong, like let's figure that out yeah. so we can get more women in there. But you're right. It's very touchy still that like especially with industry people sometimes and maybe it's because they don't know either so they don't want to like misspeak but also sometimes I feel like people are just kind of holding back and they don't want to tell me <laughs> yeah it's I don't understand secrets we'll get to the bottom of it eventually <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. that's why honestly I have now figured out a concept in my head where if I am going on tour there's going to be a female on that tour and she is yes. and it's going to become those points like I watched Aaron Prochette's concert and the way that he had it set up was it was almost mashed up so like Kira and Aaron would play almost simultaneously and then Tebe would go on and out was it Tebe? That's so cool. Yeah I think no it wasn't Tebe it was somebody else anyways they would go on afterwards and then Kira would go back on and then Aaron would go on and then Kira would end the night. And it was just like, I like that concept. Now you're getting I love the whole, that. like mixture of it instead of right. Just having, so integrated yeah. instead of like, there's an opener and then that person's gone. And now it's like, you know, the Aaron show or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. That. Right. <laughs> yeah. It would be like the Aaron show and then the Kira show. And I cannot remember that. who else played that show. <laughs> oh, David James. Duh. Ah, Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah that's the concept i want so then like one night like she would end the night and then i'd end the night and then we could end the awesome. night. yeah like it makes no sense why there's so so much diversity right yeah so nicole for new fans that are listening today where can they find you on social media well, you can check out my website, which is Nicole Ray. Don't forget that's two Y's, R-A-Y-Y.com. I'm also facebook.com slash Nicole Ray Music. I'm at Nicole Ray Music on Instagram and at nray on twitter and i guess at nicole ray music on tiktok i never insert that one in but now that we're on there <laughs> and at crazy cover of jamie allen music yeah. <laughs> yeah please if you're making a video of that tag me at least <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're famous and you don't even know it 
right i know like hopefully people will figure out it's me at some point but <laughs> or at least the check comes in like right yeah <laughs> that would be nice if i could at least get credit somehow <laughs> exactly uh nicole thank you so much for coming on this podcast it's been one i've been waiting to have because of all your success that i've seen from 2012 on to here i have been a follower and a fan for a very long time extremely happy to call you a dear friend I wish you nothing but the absolute success on this single. I cannot wait to see you very shortly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. This was such a fun chat. Oh, always amazing. Can't wait to have you again. Yes. Well, there you have it, everyone. My amazing interview with Nicole Ray. As always, you guys can find her on all her social media platforms by searching up www.nicoleray.com. That is R-A-double-Y. You can also check out her new song, House of Cards, which is streaming on all major streaming platforms today. Next episode, I get to have an exclusive chat with Miss Jessica Laval, and I am super excited. A brand new talent just showing up on the scene, and I am super excited to introduce her to everybody. My name is Tim Albertson. You can check out my music at www.timalbertsonmusic.ca. Also, make sure to follow us up on Facebook by searching the Canadian Country Music Podcast, or follow and subscribe to our YouTube page where you can check out the videos of the interviews as well as YouTube exclusive questions not found on this podcast. Also watch the premiere of the videos because we also bring the artists into the live chat room just for you guys to sit there and chit chat with them. Just search the Canadian Country Music Podcast on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and follow us up. If you're an artist and you have some insight you want to share about your experiences, please email us at the ccmcast at gmail.com. Until next time, everyone, remember that love is always free, and I will see you next time on the Canadian Country Music Podcast.